right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are live here on Facebook. Well, we actually been live. Um, I don't know realize it. We actually been live, but we are actually live right now as far as recording. So, if you are watching this, happy Tuesday to you. Today is May fourteenth, two thousand and twenty. Now it's seven one a.m. on this uh, beautiful bright day. Are you happy that you're up? I need you to step back and look and be like. I woke up. Wait, I'm listening to Dan on the radio. Wait, I got life. I can move my fingers. Well, if if you can, if you can, if you can, if you can, just just do that. Just do that. Just do that. But no, 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 no. I I say that because um a lot of people miss those small blessings. They miss those little tiny blessings. They miss those itty bitty ones that say. Oh my life is in shambles. Wait, you could say the word shambles? <gasps> well, it's just things are going really, really, really bad for me right now. You can talk? Yeah, honestly, because a breath can be taken just like that. So I just want you to be appreciative, point that out there. But without further ado, let's get on with the RNG radio show. I feel like this should be like lasers or something pointing out and everything like that. Should be should be I don't, I don't know if they are or not but I, I feel that it should be so today uh as we always do we're going to be going over credit repair now with the credit repair it's simply put ladies and gentlemen i am helping people build their credit so if your score credit score is beginning with three four five or six rounds in that range or if you're at the low 700s and you're trying to get to that Ultimate 850, I am here to help, here to assist you. Now, some people may say like, Dan, I'm not paying for another program. I went through this place. I went through this law firm. I ain't gonna say no names, because brother ain't trying to get sued. But I went through so many avenues and I'm not trying to pay that much. Okay, all right. Well, if you don't want to fix your credit and if you don't want to get to where you need to get to, hey, I can't knock you. But what I will be doing, especially if you're listening, what I will be doing and making sure of is that you get uh, the value that you need by joining me on the show. Because ultimately, we, um, but the Robert Nathaniel Group, my company, I want to get you to a level where you need to be thinking about or what actions that you need to take. So yesterday, we had talked about uh, credit dispute letters. Now, if you go on Credit Karma, if you just Google Credit Karma, this article came out October 16th, 2019. They actually put on here a six minute read. Six minute read to actually look through. But for me, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, for me, I need to be reading something like over and over again. What's this say? Huh? What? I, I, I swear to God, I'm like 72 years old when it comes to this stuff. Uh, understanding some of the material that keeps coming out or just even just read in general. So definitely turn into an old man. So um, with the um, credit dispute letters is uh, simply this. So, you know, I, I talked about it yesterday. It's pretty much those letters that, you know, used to fight um, credit bureaus saying like, hey, that ain't on my uh, card no more. I didn't even know I had this. So we've had so many success stories coming from it. By the way, 267-702-3756. So if you call right now, no, if you call right now, I did put it on vibrate. My girlfriend always kills me about that. Future wife, by the way, I ain't get the ring though. Mm -mm, nope, not yet. Not, mm -mm. Oh, see, I got a couple of bills. Um, and then in addition, some of my credit stuff that I'm actually trying to get rid of. Once I do that, 
you know, and I get to where I need to be at, then hey, we get to go. So, but hey, if you ever wanted to buy a house, a car, you want to get, you know, the rewards credit card program, um, you're going to need to fight it with a credit dispute letter because there may be something on your report, on your background, uh, that could honestly be removed by a simple two-page letter. So I'm reading this verbatim. Yes, I'm reading this verbatim because I want you to hear it and maybe because I just like hearing the way I talk. That's why I started the RNG radio show, not the podcast. Podcast was, I. you should see some of the old videos. If you look at some of the old videos, you can be like, they didn't know what he was talking about, did he? Nah, he ain't now. He ain't now. That boy a trap. That boy a trap. So, a credit dispute letter. A credit dispute letter is a document you could send to the credit bureaus to point out inaccuracies on your credit reports and to request, request the removal of yours. Now, this is not guaranteed, folks. Don't think that, man, I spent my time on this. Times New Roman 12 font. Or I was working with uh, Dan and uh, his company. Oh, I see this. Yeah, they're about to remove this. No, we are requesting the removal of your errors. And in the letter, uh, you're going to be explaining why you believe the items are inaccurate and provide any supporting documents. Now, I know what you're thinking, like, what supporting documents do I need? I don't know what's needed for supporting documents. I'm going to tell you what I need to provide. I'm going to tell you what I need to provide, then I'm going to tell you what you need to provide if you do not go through me or somebody that's affiliated with me in the same program as I am. What I need to provide, I need to take a copy of my driver's license, I need to take a copy of my social security card, and I need to attach it to the letter, I need to put an envelope, I need to put a stamp on it, and then I got to go to the mailboxes right around the corner from me, and then I put it in there, and then I wait. Now. What you can do, because I know some people are like, Dan, I'm not paying for no program. <laughs> you gotta understand, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm broke right now. Well, if you can't afford $3 a day, well, um, excuse me, you could afford $3 a day um, in regards to getting your coffee. Do the math. I know you think you're like three. There's 30 days. Wait, that's how much I gotta pay monthly to get my credit? And then there's so much to go to it. So 267-702-3756. But what you need to do, if you don't want to do the program, that's fine. I'm not knocking you, but what you should be doing, what you should be doing with the supporting documents, it's literally a letter that explains it all. On top of that, you need to be specific in regards to why this needs to be removed. You know, um, now on the letter, I'll let you know, uh, it just said this collection is not my account. That's it. That was it. It was literally the name of the account the account number associated with. Now, I was a little bit uh, frantic because um, I'm not gonna lie to you, Verizon. Let me give you a quick story here. Verizon, I had switched over a long time ago, or actually I switched over to Xfinity because I went from paying $150 a month to $49 a month. By the way, the program that I in, actually once you get to a certain level, you don't even have to worry about a cell phone bill anymore. But that's later on, you don't wanna know about that if you do though. 267-702-3756. But no, the story was um, simply this. Uh, Verizon, you know, I honestly didn't pay and I didn't realize um, because I waited to pay, you know, and actually paid it um, later on that it was still affecting my credit because I see it on there, Verizon, my social, and it's saying, you know, this collection is not in my account. I'm like, how? Verizon gonna come at me and I already paid the bill. So 
these are some of the things that you could definitely pull, um, you know, that they're doing it now, um, especially with everything going on, that you do have access to your credit report. So understand, um, in the letter you explain why you believe the items are inaccurate and provide any supporting documents. If your dispute is resolved in your favor, the credit reporting company should remove the erroneous items in your file and update your report. Please know this. I want you to be clear before I move on to the next segment. Not all creditors report to each of the three major consumer credit bureaus. So it's a good idea to check for errors on your credit bureau from each of these three bureaus. So Experian might have Horizon, TransUnion may not. Equifax might have a bill from 2005, I completely forgot, but um, TransUnion doesn't. So I'm not saying that TransUnion doesn't have it, but what I'm saying is that, you know, you had to be mindful as far as like, okay, what's on this credit report, what's on this credit report, so on and so forth. So, um, but um, <clears throat> bottom line is simply this, uh, before we move forward, because we've got about a minute left. There's no doubt about it. I'm reading straight from credit card. There's no doubt about it. Finding errors on your credit reports can be especially irksome, but the rewards of successfully disputing those errors could be well worth the trouble if it improves your credit health. So, ladies and gentlemen, take the time, do your research. I, I wanted to add a little bit more context to today in regards to the credit dispute letters because it is important. It is uh, necessary that you understand that, you know, these things can be done. These things can be done by signing up for a program that's going to cost you $3 a day or, um, and for the time being that you're in the program, because if after three months, you're good to go, then after three months, you're good to go. But there's also, you know, Google that you could do on your own. It's just that you got to print out the pages. I don't know where in the world you're going to be printing out stuff unless you got your own printer. If you got your own printer, that's a blessing. Count another blessing for yourself today if you don't church up in here <laughs> yeah that did it that did it oh my gosh all right Woo. so um yeah definitely had a pause moment i ain't even gonna lie to you so with the credit dispute letters definitely look into it but if you do have any questions 267-702-3756 so we're done with the credit. I wanted to talk to you about real estate. Now, for real estate, uh, what did I talk to you about yesterday? Providing value, helping people, building the relationship. Now, uh, you talked to somebody yesterday, right? You talked to somebody, you actually did what I said. You actually went on Philadelphia Homes for Rent slash sale on Facebook you actually saw a couple people that were actually looking for an apartment. You actually direct messaged them or even put under their post and say, hey, I'm a realtor. How can I be of assistance to you? Feel free to DM me with any questions. You actually did that. I'm saying this because there are so many, hey, come with me. I'll show you the best way to become the best realtor. No, 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 no. Action steps. You see a post, you comment it and say that you are interested, okay, in helping out. That's it, that, that is it, and then you wait. Now, when that person replied back to you and they said, yes, I'm actually looking in here, and you actually provided Trulia, Hot Pads, what have you, your website, remember your website? Your website, uh, Bright MLS listings, you know? Um, once you did that, you're waiting, right? So, follow up, 
follow-up, follow-up. So there's seven tips. Uh, where am I at here? Uh, showingtime.com, seven effective follow-up techniques for real estate. So how to follow up. First thing, make time. I know that you're busy. I know that you got things going on. I know that it's uh, stressful with everything going on. And I know for a fact that it's like, Dan, I really don't have the time of the day. So here's how long follow-up takes. 15 seconds. You're literally messaging somebody, texting somebody. You're following up. You're following up. You're not hounding them. You're not uh, checking to see what they're up to. You're not looking to, uh, you know, get them sign up on a contract right now. You're just following up. Hey, just checking in with you. Wanted to see if you had a chance to go over the listings. If so, feel free to uh, text me back when you get a chance, email me. Or if you like, you may call 267-702-3756. I know, I know, I know. I know what you're thinking, like, wait, that's all he said. And then in addition, if you don't feel like just using the script that I use, you could just Google sample real estate follow-up scripts. It's that simple, folks, that simple. So make the time, it's 17 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And God forbid, if you get them on the phone, oh my gosh, and they say that, um, they're interested in a listing that you provided to them or need help <clears throat> coming across a property. My realtors, hey, huh? that's some nice money for you. Um, ask the best way to contact them. This is part of the initial conversation, but if you could feel and, you know, knowing this part, like if you guys were starting to talk on Facebook Messenger, guess where you need to follow up at? On Facebook Messenger. I don't care if you got their number. I don't care if you got their email address. If your initial contact with them was through Facebook Messenger or if they specifically said, it's either or, folks. It's either or. It's not rocket science. Or if they specifically said, hey, feel free to call me here or you can text me here to get back to me or you can email me and you'll be okay. But uh, for the most part, you know, try to, and, and this goes with meeting them on their turn, which was number three. Uh, perfect your opening statement. This is what I hate about scripts. And the only thing, the only thing that I say on here that they uh, mentioned that I want you to follow is don't be generic, be engaging, be memorable, and try to connect over common ground. Again, that common ground is Facebook Messenger. That common ground is you were talking through Instagram. That common ground is that um, it's a friend of your sister's and you guys just happen to run into each other and exchange numbers. So you call them or you text them. You know, there's this thing called, I don't, I don't know if I should be saying this, right? Now, make sure nobody listening. So there's this thing called slide broadcast, right? And they have plenty of these, plenty of these going around. Um, but there's this thing called slide broadcast. And what slide broadcast does is that when you call through slide broadcast, you're actually dropping a voicemail in their inbox. Now, I know what you're thinking like, Wait, so then I'll have to speak to him if I'm busy or if I don't have time? Correct, correct. So if you do have the phone number and you just want to drop a uh, message in their box, you can do that by doing so. So there's definitely tricks to the trade. Provide value. Oh, snap, yo, they hit me with the provide value. Can't believe that, B. Yo, Dan was just talking about this yesterday. Providing value. Now I'm looking at it on the website, and it's right here. Oh, my gosh, yo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
So if you don't get the listing on the initial follow-up, the email you send afterward recapping your conversation should, not should, should. <clears throat> so we're going to scratch that out. I wish I could rewrite this article uh, right now. It must contain something valuable. It must, it must, it must. You ever have somebody reach out to you after you showed interest in whether it be a product, whether it be a service, whether it be a consultation, whether it be this bottle of water, you know, and the, the follow-up that you get is like, hey, are you interested in buying this bottle of water, you know, or some service or some promotion that's going on, and they just keep pushing in the face, come on, come on, you can take it, you take it, just take it, take it, please, please, I got kids, please buy my product. So with that, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm really not interested. But if you tell somebody, hey, did you get a chance to look at those leads? If not, um, and don't forget about the uh, grant uh, home ownership program. If you'd like, I can actually send you the link for that. You can start looking to that. Or if you'd like, I got a loan officer. By the way, Michael Deftis. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his last name correctly. Deftis. D-E-C-T-I-S. Great friend of mine. He is a loan officer with Meridian Bank. This guy goes above and beyond past being a loan officer. So if you do need tips or advice or need some assistance in regards to trying to figure out what to do with the mortgage and everything like that, he is the guy. So Michael Ductus, definitely check him out. Um, but I brought that up with the value. So leverage people, leverage. You, you can use people that you know as leverage for providing value. Hey, Michael, um, I'm going to be following up with this uh, person. Do you mind if I share your contact information? Do you think somebody right now, anytime right now, I don't even care if it's buyer's market, seller's market, how's it going for a million dollars a pop? How's it going for a million dollars a pop? We'd be in trouble. But if how's it going for a million dollars a pop and, <clears throat> you know, the thing that you're trying to do to follow up is introduce them to a loan officer that you met, then do it then do it. All you're doing is just trying to engage a conversation. And then in addition, you're providing value. Now, on the flip coin of it, uh, for those that are looking for a home or looking to buy a home, hey, is your realtor providing value? If not, I know a guy. I know a guy. So, and if you do need a realtor, no, but with all serious inquiries, 267-702-3756. And I say that because if you do have any general questions, I don't care if you go through another that, that's not my issue because my whole thing is that our relationship is not just a whole oh you're looking to buy a house great you bought a house oh after you bought the house now that you moved in oh now that you moved in that's it no because you know what 10 years from now you're probably gonna be looking for a house and guess who's still gonna be in real estate this guy so I want to make sure that our relationships build to where they need to be at where you feel comfortable talking to me and if you got to come across any hurdles you're not to um closed in to not want to discuss with me so um but hey i got about um two minutes left on this topic so i want to get through these so provide value research and use data this is for the providing the value part and everything like that now not everybody majored in economics so if make it simple when you do talk to folks excuse me when you are uh, providing data and uh when you do provide the data Back up your statements with cold hard facts, whether you're emphasizing your personal production or your interpretation of market trends, make sure that there's still, you know, something that is showing that. So if we're showing that, hey, we're coming out of a recession, okay, can you show me that and not just say that we're coming out of a recession? You need to be specific about that. And then last but not least, know when to step away. 
So this goes back to your time. A uh, friend of mine who I connected with from the uh, GPAR training, um, and you all, I forgot his name, but he's really, really big uh, realtor um, and such, because he actually just became licensed in Florida, I think not too long ago, probably actually last year. So I, I know that he's doing fine. But what he told me was that the best thing um, that is of value to you, it's not money, it's not the clothes you wear, it's not even the house that you live in, it's your time. So the moment that you give that away to somebody, A, you know, you need to look at the valuation of it and, and realize that it's like, hey, oh my gosh, um, I'm, I'm spending way too much time. And I learned my lesson with that. I had a couple of people, uh, one person, he kept me on a circle going around and around and around and around looking for houses. And then I'm like, and we were doing offers. It got me a whole lot of practice, I'll tell you that, because I know how to do an offer baby pop, boom, okay? Thanks to Teresa Keller, by the way. Not my Teresa, my mentor, Teresa PDXP. My Teresa, uh, she, 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 is uh, or I shouldn't say the last thing. So we're on to the resume writing uh, portion of it, or as far as looking for a career. And I saw a resume yesterday because I do recruit during the day. I'm not going to say the name of the company, uh, but I do recruit during the day, and I handle a lot of big budgets. It's another reason why I don't say the name of the company. But the thing or the mentioning uh, that I saw on somebody's resume was their availability, like. We typically need to put availability on a person's resume for a template because this is what the vendor's asking, this is what the manager's asking for, and specifically the job itself may be in that type of role where it says, hey, you know, is your person okay with first shift? Is your person okay with working on the weekends? I guess we have two different shifts. Uh, right now, I'm actually recruiting for a job where we have a Monday through Friday schedule, 9 to 530, or Thursday through um Monday schedule, 9 to 5.30. So when we submit candidates for that role, we are specifically putting on there, hey, you know, this person is available, uh, preferably for the Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5.30. And that's that. Um, so the availability is simply this, you know, and this is applies to, you know, a student looking for a weekend job, a student, a teacher looking for a season position, uh, parents seeking family-friendly hours. Scratch that. It's for everybody, okay? So the reason why I say putting availability on your resume is that you're letting the prospective employer know, hey, when are you available? You know, times is tough. I can't tell you how many times I've uh, lost great, great people because of everything going on and that they couldn't get the job because of, um, what is it? Um, because their availability, you know, the kids are home now. So it's like, hey, I, I was able to work, um, you know, uh, 9 to 5.30 because I could use my neighbor as a sitter um, back when schools were open and everything was good to go. But now I need to stay home. Um, you know, either my wife or her husband or either or is um, now the breadwinner or my girlfriend is now the breadwinner, boyfriend's now the breadwinner. So, um <clears throat> putting on the resume your availability hey to employers that's an automatic like green light so and being specific hey if you're only looking for part-time hours then you know right now part-time jobs are very very slim working from home now 
part-time jobs and opportunities where you really have to lift a finger and you're still helping people, point you in the right direction. And again, 267-702-3756. Uh, but yes, the right resume can help you get hired for the right position. So it's important to look for tips on how to handle limited availability on resume. I will say this, if you have limited availability and you know that you're stuck on limited availability and you probably won't be able to get the job due to limited availability, I highly, highly recommend uh, not to put that on there. But if you are available, if you are, you know, able to, um, you know, pretty much work Monday through Friday, nine to nine, and you're open to working on the weekends, put that on your resume. It goes a whole lot farther than you think. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, all right, Dan, I got it. I got it. I got it. I want to put on my resume that I'm open. Where do I put it in? Not at the bottom. I just want to start right there. Not at the bottom. The reason why I say not at the bottom is because that on average, it takes about six to eight seconds for the average recruiter slash employer to go through your resume. By the time that they get to the bottom, if they get to the bottom, and I'll be honest with you, and I know it's going to be kind of scary, nine times into 10, when I'm first looking at a resume, first, 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 primero, primero. Uh, this is a little uh, Spanish for you. But uh, the first time that I'm looking through the resume, is that I'm usually looking, hey, is the name correct? And if you got one thing that's showing me that you're really not interested or didn't even take the time to look at your resume, like I've had people put down, you know, they're sitting in state for one job, but I forgot to put it for the next job. Well, that's not so much the bothersome. I've had people put employment dates for one job and not for the next one. So I'm like, I don't know where their experience lies at and I'm not sure they are interested in the job at all. So I don't know. So I skip right over it. So whether you say that I'm available Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday, nine to nine, if I'm showing that you can't even put down how long you had experience at a certain job, I'm not going to be wanting to move forward with you. So keep that in mind as far as a tip. Um, the other thing, uh, but to mainly put it, it's it's under your summary qualification. So you have your name at the top. Um, for those that had seen my past videos, and I do a whole video as, as far as a breakdown. Or, or you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? A lot of people aren't going to see this. Or you could just text me, 267-702-3756. Or call me or email me, robinathanielgroupllc.gmail.com, and I will provide you on the free advice and tips in regards to your resume. So that way you can actually see um, how to properly put it on the resume. So open availability, summary qualifications, your name, address, phone number, email address, a little profile blurb, um, not so much seeking a career. Please take that off the resume. I already know that you're looking for a job. Employers know that you're looking for a job. Saying that you are seeking a career, take that off, take that off. If you need help on the objective statement, there is even that thing called anymore yeah back in high school this was great because they didn't know that sometimes that you were using this resume just to get the job sometimes you were just using this resume just to have one so putting down seeking a career yeah that was all great but under your profile blur <clears throat> and you have your uh, qualifications whether you're proficient in uh, certain software microsoft and also for the fact that it is 2020 and a lot of people are using zoom for meetings or presenting themselves on an Radio show, radio, radio, radio.
well. No, but um, uh, that might be something that you want to put on the resume as well, as far as that you experience in uh, certain software. Because you'd be amazed, you'd be amazed how uh, some people who are older and younger than you don't know that much about Zoom. So, where to put it at? Right at the last bottom. Uh, whether it be something that says available to start immediately. Well, that's just saying that you're available for work immediately, but specifically putting down um, <clears throat> shift availability colon and you just put the dates. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know you were looking for some rocket science thing. No, just shift availability. Well, there's a bullet, there's a little bullet. That's a bullet. Shift availability colon, it's the dot and the dot and then you put down what your shift availability is. Like I said, the more limited it is, just take that statement off completely. Nobody even wants to see it. And then on top of that, you gotta look at yourself like, am I looking for a job right now? I can only work Mondays 9 to 12. Can I find a job right now? Now, are there jobs out there that provide um, hours from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. and you don't have to worry about anything else? By all means, surely, surely. But and I have to bust your butt or you could just ask people if they're interested in credit repair and just get paid through that. So there's that opportunity. 267-702-3756. I'm always going to sneak it in, folks, because my job is right now are credit repair, being a realtor, and resume writing. Well, the resume writing is actually free right now, but hey, I'm voicing my streams of income as far as how I make money because you yourself should be doing the same thing. Realtors, talking to y'all. All right, so like I said, be specific when men uh, mentioning availability and the right resume can help you get hired for the right position. So everything is right, right job, right position, right tactics, right skills, right everything. So make sure that when you're putting this information down that, um, hey, can you even see yourself at that company? Is this going to be the right company for you? And um, will they have the opportunity available that you need to get ready for? Excuse me. Sorry about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, just to recap. So, what do we talk about today? What do we talk about on the RMG Radio Show? So, uh, first and foremost, if you haven't already, do whatever it takes to get to where you need to get to in life. If you need to talk to somebody, 267-702-3756. If you need advice on something, 267-702-3756. And if you're just stuck and you're like, but Dan, I don't know whatever it is that I need to do to take. 267-702-3756. I was actually helping out a gentleman, a uh, real quick story before I move on to the last part about motivation. Um, I was helping out this uh, young man out in uh, Casablanca. I had no idea. I suck at geography. Um, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I actually should just use uh, Google right now. Um, the guy lived in Casablanca, but... Uh, okay, it is in Morocco. All right. Hey, listen, I don't care. I will tell y'all straight up. I know you're looking like... You don't know that Casablanca is in Morocco? <sighs> this guy, this guy. So that's my fault. I don't know where things are on the map. If you showed me where Mississippi was on the map, I could get there. But if you tell me to like drive there, 
I know I got to go down, but I don't know, left, right. I might skip over the state. I'm the type of person that will drive to a state and skip over the state, but we're not going to talk about that. So I talked to this gentleman out in Casablanca, Morocco, and um, he was looking for an opportunity somewhere, somehow. And I told him about Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. You know, and that's pretty much where you do freelance jobs. And he's like, well, I have a computer. I'm like, okay, but you're talking to me. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you're talking to me because you need internet to actually talk to me. So, and he's like, well, there's just so many things. I'm like, well, if there's ways that you can make money from this uh, phone device. Yeah, I actually do have Casablanca uh, looking at, I don't know if he can even see that. There's a way, ah, there we go. Oh, soy angle. Look at that, Terry. When you put it on the side angle, that's when it shows up. You can't do it like this, it's gonna be blinding. But if you do on the side angle, that's how it is. Well, look at that. No, but real quick on the story. Casablanca, guy lives out there, was needing help. I actually, cause he said that his uh, primary language was Arabic. Um, and so I literally went on YouTube to look for Fiverr, uh, Fiverr, 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 I'm probably saying it wrong, but spelling it correctly, F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. It's a freelance, um, where you pretty much go on there and post up that you do freelance work and specifically what you do. So he was saying he was having a language barrier. He wasn't understanding the material. So what I did was, um, I was like, hey, what's your primary language? And he said, it's Arabic. I was like, oh, cool, give me one second. So I went on YouTube, I looked up um, Fiverr, um, Arabic, starting out beginner and sure enough i came up with stuff and then i just highlighted one that looked like something to relate it to and translated and it said beginner steps and starting to work fiver and so i sent that link over to him so that's pretty much ways as far as just helping people but uh, the purpose of that story was that I, I want you to understand that you're living in a time right now that if you need access to something or if you're trying to learn something or trying to gain you know, knowledge about something. It's right there. If you want to learn how to build a teddy bear, uh, you could do that, which brings me over to my next segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about motivation today, but it has to do with relationships, okay? Who's the cute little bear? Hey, bear, you want to show me about your motivation today? Will you? Will you? Yes, you will. Okay. So, um, with the uh, motivation, though, I wanted to discuss with active listening. So some of you may or may not be in a relationship. Some of you may have friends that you are in a relationship with, but you didn't realize that you was in a relationship with until they actually said that you was in a relationship with them. So if that is the case, <coughs> for my lovers out there, actually, I need to drink some water. I'm actually going <coughs> to sing right to you. Do it right. Actually, let me get my uh, Trey songs on. For the lovers out there, I'm gonna talk to you about active listening. So probably not at that point, but definitely you're the harmonizing part. I know you're the harmonizing part. It helps something else. I know. I know. So the uh this comes from goodtherapy.org and this was done in 2013 and that article is so old yeah but listening is still current so practicing active listening can improve your relationship now with everything going on everybody's pretty much like in their rooms or pretty much people are stuck at home and it's like man i love this one. Oh man we're gonna be spending more time and then two minutes goes by and it's like why the hell did i marry this person 
why in the world are they in my life? Do I even know this individual? Who the hell is this? And where did the baby come from? So if you're dealing with that situation, um, I wanted to share with you some tips that came from therapy.org in regards to uh, listening. So <clears throat> first off, listening is an activity where you're not just waiting for your turn to speak. Oh my gosh. Listening is not an activity where you are not just waiting for your turn to speak. So listening is not, I'm talking about that. It's not a rap battle, folks. It's not a rap battle. Just because your spouse, your partner, your girlfriend, your friend, your kids, uh, your parents, just because they say something to you as far as, I went to the grocery store today and I had to get a bottle of milk, didn't know that I'm going to need it the silk. It's not for you to come in and be like, you should have got the 2%. I could have gave you my 3%. No, no, this is not, this is not a battle. This is not a battle at all. You're just listening. You're just listening. So listening is an emotional skill that is a lot harder than engaging in counter complaints when your partner of this is a complaint. So my best advice based on this website is be aware of your best intentions and why the relationship is foreign to you. So if you're talking to your mom and she's just saying like, oh, baby, let me tell you what happened. I had went to the store. I got me some sugar. Bernice was there. <laughs> you know Jeffrey's still doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, mom, I hear you. I hear you. you know she used to watch you, right? You was about four or five. I got it, mom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, Jeffrey was there running in the aisle. That boy is so big. He's so big. So he was in the aisle running and uh uh, uh, Lord, I forgot what I was doing. Hold on, I got a call coming through. Can I get back to you? So sometimes listening is just listening. You know, you're just taking people. Some people might just need to talk. So you're just listening. So as far as helping you, if you're in a relationship right now, you know, um, asking questions. Asking questions is a better listening tool than explaining what you think about your partner's problem. And ask the same question. It's okay to ask repeating questions. It's okay to ask rhetorical questions. If your girl, your man is telling you about the day and they're like, oh my gosh, my manager is working me right now. He's got me doing these uh, reports again uh, for accounting. And I told him that I'm not experienced in accounting. It's like, wait, 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 this is uh, your main boss? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what you call it? every single time I go to Jeff, he keeps coming back to me and says like, oh, this needs to get done. Or that needs to get done. And I'm like, Jeff, you broke my nerves. How long has Jeff been there? Oh, Jeff's been there about six, six, seven years. I... <coughs> Here's a trick, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you're not listening, they know that you're listening. Okay? You like that? You like that? Oh, this, this might be the promo. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, even if you're not listening, they know that you're listening by asking questions. Oh, I'm using that as a promo. So write that down. I think I might actually end it on that. No, I'm not. I got a couple more things. Um, and give a summary or recap. The reason why I say that is that you can ask all the questions that you want in your life, but if you're not uh, regurgitating it back, it's just a throw word. But if you're not giving back what you actually heard, um, then you know your partner's going to be thrown off, or your son's going to be like, "What? What are you talking about?" Or your parents, whomever, friends, family, besties, what have you, they're going to be looking at you like, I don't think they heard what I just said about what I heard. So, um, but the main thing is this, 
uh, that I want to end with, and then we'll close out. As an effective listener, you are able to help your partner, friend, son, daughter, parent, grandparent, person you see on the street, person that you uh, not sure how the hell they started a conversation with you, but they're starting a conversation with you. That person, you discover his or her feelings about a particular problem that he or she is having. And when you're able to set your own emotions aside for the time being, you can be rest assured that the probability of your partner, friend, family, blah, 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 being able to listen when you have something to talk about later will be a lot higher. So when you give, you get it right back, ladies and gentlemen. When you give attention, when you give value, when you give opportunities, when you give insight, when you give, when you give, you get so much more of that back. So ladies and gentlemen, start your day, look at it, think about it, whatever it takes to get you through what you need to get through. And then ultimately, 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 no, I just want to end with this. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, as always, stay blessed, my fellow millionaires. Have a great day. Oh, by the way, Friday, tomorrow, it's going to be hot. 86 degrees. Get, get ready for that. Put some shorts on, some tank tops, pull them out of the closet. It's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So have a great day. Stay blessed, my fellow millionaires.